Punchline to see my guests in studio right now. Felipe Esparza, Rodrigo Torres, mi amigos. What's up, fool? Ben What's Banu. up? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> How are you guys? I'm awesome, man. Felipe, it's been about a year since you've been here. Yes. Rodrigo's never been here. Visa issues or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> But we're we're happy to have you, and you're at the punchline this week. Oh yeah, I got my credit card. <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, so it's been a year, man. Any, any big life developments? Yes, um, I got married a year ago. Nice, congratulations. Yes, my wife and I are. We got married on December. She made it easy to remember, but I always forget. It's twelve, thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> Three day wedding. Birthday. Yes, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> Excellent. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Good to have you back. Good to have you back in Atlanta at the punchline. Tickets available. Punchline. Dot com. Dot com. There you go, Jamie Bendel. Punchline.com. Uh, <laughs> three shows on Saturday. Three shows on Saturday. Fantastic. Uh, six, eight, and ten. Yes. Also, I'm going to be on Comedy Central on March 26 on March a show 20? called This Is Not Happening. Is it a stand-up special or is it? Uh, no, it's a it's a stand-up plus um, true stories. Okay. It's like um, comedians go up and tell an, uh, a real story that happened in their lives. All right. And they make it funny or they try to make it funny, but most of us, it's supposed to be serious. It's like a funny story that comedians tell, and I talk about a guy at, at um when I was growing up, I bit half his ear off. So it's a I bit half an <laughs> ear off story. You, Can you hear me that's now? That's a true story. <laughs> yeah, um, when I was a, when I was like a younger guy, I was twenty years old. Um, there was a lot of bullies in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. This guy was like thirty years old. He had just come out of prison. And he wanted to fight me for no reason because just because I'm Felipe. Yeah, and um. We get into this crazy fight, and um, and I was on PCP at the time, <laughs> and I was like on, fighting on Superman strength. Yeah. So he, every time he hit me, I, I didn't feel anything. Like he he really closed my eye. Yeah. My eye was cut like Rocky cut me, Mick. Yeah. And he was strangling me to death, and nobody was helping me. They were just watching. <laughs> if, if this would have happened now, people would have been yelling out "World Star," but nobody yelled out. Nothing. Yeah, everyone had their phones out right yeah, now. Yeah, nobody just everybody just watched and. So I, 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 I managed to get away from him, and I got a, my mouth right next to his ear, and I just bit it off. Was this um, before or after the whole Mike Tyson whole Way field? before, man. Mike Tyson stole He's, it from me. He, he ripped it <laughs> off from me. Yeah. See, back at, that's weird. See, when I was growing up, um, I, I, A, I didn't fight 30-year-olds on PCP, but <laughs> when, we, when there'd be a schoolyard brawl, as soon as it started getting a little crazy, everyone would break it up. Uh, but apparently not in your neighborhood. No. Just let, let it go. <laughs> they would break it up. When we were kids, it'll get louder, 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 louder. Oh! Then the teacher starts coming and everybody separates. Yeah. Right. That's that's crazy. So you didn't bite the whole thing off? No, just, just bit like the bottom off. I bit it off. And then like um, what happens in most neighborhoods, you know. This is gangster, man, by the way. <laughs> I took my belt off and started whipping him. Really? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he said, come on. That's amazing. <laughs> so that's how you degrade people in in, uh, in a neighborhood. Like, that's how you, that's a total ultimate insult is whipping a guy with a belt in front of everybody, slapping him in his face, and then peeing on him after. That's what I call discipline. Because yeah, I don't do none of those things. The I kicker just, to the story is the guy that uh, that you bit his ear off is Artie Marino. Owner of the <laughs> 
mean, he came out all right. He did, he, he did all right. Uh, so that's March 26th on Comedy Central. White guy over here. He did all right. He's a billionaire now. He owns the Angels. Absolutely. You know, with a little piece of his ear missing. Um, yeah, man, he was the first um, Latino to put white people to work in the fields. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's fantastic. Are, are you guys sports fans? Yeah, we're Dodger fan and Raider fans. All right, Raiders. What? So you guys are staying in Oakland, moving? What's the deal with that? I don't know. They're Vegas gonna, now, right? Vegas? That's what they're saying. They're going to go over there to Vegas, and supposedly they're going to have a rally in San Antonio the day before. Wow, I didn't know. They're moving around, you know? Interesting. So, because I, I honestly I haven't been paying attention, but I think, so the Rams are moving to L.A., that's sealed, right? That's, that's done. Sealed, yeah. yeah, St. Louis is losing their team, but I didn't know what Oakland was doing. I think Oakland they might go to Vegas. That'd be something. That's what I heard. That that's NFL a new stuff. The Chargers right? are going somewhere too. They're still like, are they still banking on L.A. or what? I don't know. Well, going... So, do you guys live in L.A.? Yes. Do you guys even want a football team or two in L.A.? Do they care? I would love to, the Raiders to come back, but because I'm a Raider fan, yeah. But whoever comes back, they come back. Will, will you guys go support the team, though? Will L.A. support a football team? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Let me tell you, when the Dallas Cowboys play in L.A., it's going to be all Cowboy fans. When yeah. the Raiders play in L.A., it's going to be all Raider fans. And in, any other team that shows up, it'll be Rams fans. That's, but. What, that's what happens in Atlanta. Like, if, if the, the Steelers come to town at the Georgia Dome, it's half Steelers fans or the Cowboys, really? uh, Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's, that's pretty common. Um, I just don't. I, I mean, obviously, it makes sense for LA to have a football team. It's such a big market. Um, but I, you know, just it doesn't seem like the the fans in LA were cl- have been clamoring for a team. People from LA are just worried about man. Where am I going to park? <laughs> How long is it going to take me to get to the airport now during a game? Now you have a Dodger game, and you have an LA Rams game, and yeah. you have a Clippers game and an LA Kings game at the same time in the same location. Crazy. You're gonna have to. Um, it's gonna take you three hours to get to the airport. I'll whip out a belt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bite someone's ear off on the way in. Yeah. Uh, Felipe Esperanza. Esparza. Uh, Esperanza. All right, we talked about this Esparza. Off the uh, Esperanza was a was a, a fake language made up by some professor. Well, in yeah, the 80s. they tried, right? Es, yeah, Esperanza. I think is a often a girl's name. Okay, but right? named after this fake language. No, Esperanto. Esperanto. Esperanto sure? is the fake language. I looked it up on Wikipedia. All so right. it's got to be true. So what, Esperanza is not a language at all. It's just a girl's Esperanza name. Esperanza is just a girl's name. Esperanto. So yeah. this guy wanted to make a universal language, I right. guess, back in the 70s or 80s. 19, 1888. 1888. Yeah. 1888. Oh, I, my oh, actually way off today in the Mark yeah. show. It's like the Hannity show. Um, <laughs> so he came up with this language, which was like half English, half Spanish. But it was really easy to learn to, to conjugate the verbs or everything, right. and it's called Esperanta. Yeah, according toe. To, toe. toe. According to the <laughs> it's you're version. having a tough time conjugating <clears throat> the words, which is <clears throat> the case in any new language for you. Okay, so right. th- that's I'm a, I'm a linguist by heart. Not that I can speak multiple languages, but I like to know a couple words in a, in a, duff, in a bunch of different languages. I'm assuming uh, you fellas uh, can speak more than one language. Oy vey. Oy vey. <laughs> Yiddish, a Yiddish friend, excellent. Um, do you ever do do you ever do comedy in Spanish? Yes, but not that funny. It's not that funny. No, really. The time is bad. The time because I I think in English. Okay. So I don't. I, I grew up speaking Spanish, but I know more English words than I do Spanish sure. words. So whenever I have to like think of a Spanish word, it don't come to me. So I got to do what white people do: just put an O in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, do you? No homo. Tomorrow. No, do you, do, you, do you dream in Spanish or English? I dream in English. See, I used to, I dream in English, obviously, but I took Italian for four years in school, 
And at, at the height of my Italian learning, I would often dream in Italian. Maron. Yeah. Um, maron. It was mostly about Italian women, but I was dreaming in Italian. Like, bella isomo. What yeah. are we going to do with the linguini tonight, huh? Exactly. Uh, Me la pelas. What would, uh, what would a, a Tony Soprano dream uh, sound like? Uh, Tony Soprano dream will be, you know, right there on the beach with, uh, with Dr. Milfi, rubbing her feet, <laughs> eat some clams, maybe a little wine. Then go back to the ocean and drop off a couple of bodies. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> did did you always do that voice, and it just happened that uh, Gandolfini started talking like that, or did you did you craft it after the Sopranos character? Dude, he does a lot of impersonations. A lot of impersonations. It's just voices I like, you know. And it's yeah. like someone like Tony Soprano. He's a fat dude. He was like a mob boss. Yeah. He got chicks. He did crime. So I always thought he was cool. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> seriously, that's it. He killed people. Yeah. He yeah. cheated on his wife. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, distinct voice, you know, and then you just go back into it. You know, right, right here in the show, you know, we're eating clams, touching feet. Yeah. You know, whatever. We'll be at the punchline tonight. <laughs> that's fantastic. Having a bunch of jokes, and, and you know. Any other uh, any other uh, popular voices that, that you could? The Dice Man, right? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, uh, people used to say I look like the Dice Man. I can see it a yeah. little bit, yeah. You need a leather jacket, some studs, some I, sunglasses, and a cigarette. I did a well, young Fred Stoller. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten I got everyone that's like remotely Jewish looking, like Adam Sandler, David Schwimmer, Jeffrey Ross with hair. Jeffrey, Ross, <laughs> never that. Never that. <laughs> this guy's handsome. Yeah, <laughs> more handsome. I would say handsome. More handsome. More handsome than Jeffrey Jeffrey Ross. Um, all right, so you guys are at the punchline uh, this weekend. Tickets available online. They are online at uh, punchline.com, 404-252-5233. And it's really a terrific show from start to finish. I, I often would tell you that it's a good show from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean it because I believe it. This week, really actually true. Well, I saw Felipe last time he was in town. Mm-hmm. It was You were amazingly fun oh, thank you. at the old location. Now you're at the new location, the new punchline in Buckhead, Roswell Road, Habersham, in the uh, landmark diner, any pressure that you're working a, a fresh room? No, no pressure. No. Did it last night? We did it last oh, night. Did How did it go last? It night? was good. We had a lot of foreigners there, a lot of German people. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm standing outside, and then he goes, "We love the show." He goes, "We're German." <laughs> he goes, "We saw you on YouTube, and you did the joke we like." And I said, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> so I started speaking German with him. <laughs> Welcome I to America. Expression in Deutsch, nicht so good. <laughs> That's pretty. So that is pretty amazing. That. YouTube, you you now have German fans because yeah, of they showed up to the show. They were, they were just here for one night and they have nothing else to do. <laughs> and they went to the landmark punchline comedy. Went to when the landmark and they went to the punchline. <laughs> or if you have something to do, if you have something to do, just come something on to do, nothing to do. It's yeah. a great choice either um, way. I, I like it. I've talked about that. I don't want to beat it. This punchline though, I like it because um, it's a good um, cozy little place to take your side chick. You don't want to take your main Like, shit. there's two exits here, you know what I mean? <laughs> there's an exit to the front, and then a side exit. You know, if you're a guy that likes to fool around with different type of women, this is a place, the club, bring to out. cuddle, have a good time, and laugh. Literally out the back door. Out the back door. With your side chick. Do you, uh, you should market that, Jamie. Friday night, like in Goodfellas, Friday night was for the wives, but Saturday night was, was for the, the girlfriends yeah, there you at go. the Copa. Yeah. Henry Hill, the, the girlfriend. Remember Goodfellas? Yes. So he had Dr. Melfi was his yeah, wife. Yeah, Lorraine Bracca. But his his side chick was looked like a dude, kind of. It was kind of weird. Towards the end, right? Whenever, whenever, when, he had, when he was 
Not the last one, right? The one no. that makes the coke. The other one, yeah, yeah. she like us. Because yeah. that coke phase, that's why, dog. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. I like the last one she had. The one before the last one. When they got busted. Yeah, she looked good, dog. How about when she goes? <laughs> I keep saying her name. <laughs> oh yeah, when he when she goes to the upstairs apartment. room two hundred two. There's a whore yeah. living upstairs. Janice Ross, he's a whore. <laughs> Get your own man. <laughs> Get your own husband. I'm gonna go on stage with you, Rodrigo. <laughs> Janice Ross, team, he's a know? whore. <laughs> Yeah, and then they, she blows up at the uh, jail cell. Janice Rossi coming to visit Henry. Not with that keys, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Is she bringing you these stuff? You start pulling everything. My out. favorite. I had, and Ray Liotta was on a show about a month ago. Oh hell yeah! Where, and and he, you could tell he's so sick of talking about Goodfellas. Like he's just drained. Huh? He's over it. Um, and I I wanted him to do. Uh, you know the, the what else you want to talk about? <laughs> Fill of dreams. Exactly. Unlawful entry. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to recreate the scene. Remember when he's in the kitchen and Karen asks for money? He's like, how much do you need? She's like, this much. Like, holds up and, and he gives her the money. And then he goes, oh, all right. Like, she starts giving him that special attention. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I'm going to give you more special attention right after the break. Hang on. A lot of money to pay for your wife to do that, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Five inches of $100 bills. Uh, Felipe and Rodrigo at the punchline this weekend. Uh, we'll be right back. This is... The Mark Aaron Show. All right, welcome back to the program. Friday Eve edition of the Mark Aaron Show. Felipe Esparza, Rodrigo Torres with an S. Yes, sir. What's up, boo? Not a Chilling. Z. There's other. There's Torres's with Z's out yeah, there. That's Torres. Um, Coach Torres, right? <laughs> the head coach for the Dodgers, Torres. Joe is that, Torre. Is there, Joe Torre. Like one country is an S, one country is a Z, or how is I that? I think it's just like, I don't know. I think, honestly, it probably was an S or a Z, and somebody just changed it. Ellis Island kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Angel Island. Probably what happened was, like, at first it was Torres when the Spanish were here. But then they started mixing marriages, and then a lot of Native Americans from Mexico were Torres. So you know what? We'll give the Native Americans a Z. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happens. Like Quinto used to be Quinto, then it became then more Native Americans started. No, it was Quintero was the original sure. Spanish name Quintero. Quinto, then more mixing of, of, of marriages, then Native Americans were Quintos. Then funny enough, nah, Native Americans would be called Quinto. Gotcha. And we'll, the, the Spanish would be Quintero. Quintero. Oh, yeah. All right. And then yeah. later on, it became Quinones. Um, Felipe does an amazing bit on Spanish names. You can see it at the punchline. Uh, Quinto, Quintaro, Esparza, Esperanto. Quinto. <laughs> Torres, Torres. Quintoing around. You know? um, I used to be a horrible person, man. I used to sell marijuana to my son's mom's new husband. Then I would take that money and give it to her as child support. <laughs> give it to him as child support. That's, that's the, what's that, capitalism, man. You yes, my 420 payment scheme. Speaking of capitalism, uh, you got to pay to see these bananas. Where can they get tickets? Bananas. Ping pow. Please. Include that every time. Right? right? That, like, <laughs> no freebies at the show. All right, all right. No. Yeah, you know, uh, who knows? Day. Uh, and uh, who, uh, Keith Manning Keith Manning is the Get other off the field. Show. But tickets available Yeah, tickets are available right. Punchline.com 404-252-LAFF 5233 If you use numbers, not letters uh, Excellent And we can follow you Social media Where we get, where we on are On Felipe'sWorld.com Or Funny Felipe on Twitter What's up, Fool Podcast? Yeah, check that out On Stitcher, iTunes And uh, SoundCloud Also check out uh, The shop That's available on uh, YouTube Backslash ATC It's a little web series We did six episodes All of us are in it So it's awesome Excellent um, Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram All that stuff Alright, great yeah, to man. see you gentlemen Always a pleasure. Yes. Thank you, Mark. We'll see you at the punchline. 
New location at the Landmark Diner in Buckhead. Best menu of a comedy club in the world. Absolutely. And yes, Martin. it is. Get the Euro. Get the Euro. Yeah, I heard it's the best in the city, you know? <laughs> Please come by. You know, right. Check out and peel these bananas. Get the banana cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, news, weather, and traffic it's next. Bananas. This, this is the Mark Aaron oh, Show. My. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. All the Metro. You'll get severe weather. A traffic red alert. Breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour breaking news center. WSB. Depend on it. Friday at News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. That little rendition uh, by Robert from last night's show, right? Yeah, Robert. Yeah, yeah. Trip West did a good job remixing that. We're going to keep moving around. That's I don't, that's not exactly what I was looking for okay. musically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll find the right bed for that, pop it up on iTunes, and make a million dollars. And we'll share it with Robert, obviously. He's the artist. He gets a bulk of the money. He'll get a couple bucks or something. <laughs> He'll get the bulk of the money. <laughs> uh, but that was fantastic. All right, uh, welcome back to the show. One-year anniversary of Snowmageddon here in Atlanta. We uh, want to hear your stories, your tales. What were you doing exactly one year ago tonight? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Always on Twitter, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Wes joins us next on the program. Hello, Wes. Everybody clap your hands. Wes was just so moved to tears by Robert's rendition of that song. (laughs) Quinn's up next in Atlanta. Quinn, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, Quinn. Um, Yeah, so last year in Snowmageddon, I was at my um, school, and everyone was being picked up early, and their parents... They saw it was coming, so they were all coming, and not my parents. So I look at my friend, and she lives right next to the school, and she just looks at me, and she's like, why don't you stay over at my house? So we, like, climbed the fence right next to the school, so we stay at her house, and, like, after dark, we went back to the school, and we made all these snow angels, like, all around the campus. What what grade are you in? Um, well, that was in eighth grade. Last okay. Year. So you, what did you, did you get in touch with your parents? I mean, did what did they yeah, say? No, yeah, they knew I went to her house because they were like, our, were they you know, were they, were they stuck somewhere? Were they trapped somewhere? Yeah, my yeah, they were coming home from work um, from downtown area. And so you were stuck at the school, but luckily your friend left lived next to the school. Did a mm-hmm. bunch of other people get stuck at school, or were you the only one? Um, a lot of students' parents. New is kind of coming. They saw the weather report, mm-hmm. um, but they got stuck on the road. So, so there were a bunch of people still stuck at the school. 
But you got to go. That's cool that your friend let you come over. That was really cool. Yeah. And you got <laughs> to make stay there for the weekend because my parents couldn't come over and pick me up. Oh my goodness, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. How, and your parents were stuck on the roads forever, I guess. Then, huh? Yeah. Wow. That well, that's something you'll never forget. Uh, definitely not. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for the call, Quinn. Yeah. Thank you. See you, buddy. Speaking of uh, being a kid, twenty nine years ago today. Do you remember what happened then? I do not. Space shuttle blew up. Really? I was in uh, I the was Challenger in, one, right? Is that the one? Space shuttle Challenger. Yeah. I think so. And I, I stayed home sick from school that night, mm-hmm. that morning. That because night. of that? No, oh. I just was sick, and I was home watching it live. Oh, wow. And it blew up. I was like, holy smokes, and there's no one <laughs> home. My parents were at home like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, that has to be kind of frightening, yeah. I would think. <laughs> that was 29 years ago today. Uh, Noah's in Lawrenceville. Noah, welcome to the show. Well, last year for Snowmageddon, I was actually in Ohio laughing because my wife was complaining, and there was three and a half feet worth of snow on the Ohio turnpike whenever I was driving on it. You were still driving on it with three and a half feet of snow. Well, no, they actually put us on a back U.S. highway, but it had three and a half feet worth of snow, too. I drive a big rig, so I was lucky enough to get through it. But your wife was here in Atlanta? Yeah. she actually. Lives, we live in Conyers, and she was able to drive home with no problems. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I think I-20 on the east side was actually okay. Yeah. I mean, she, she called complaining about it, but... I didn't see any reason because I was going through three foot, three foot uh, snow berms up there on yeah. the U.S. Highway. Oh, bless your heart, doing that in a big <laughs> rig. Holy smokes. I can't remember exactly, but I think if you got to I-20 on the east side, you were okay. The problem was getting to I-20. Dad and son just showed up, by the way. Um, <laughs> 285, was like people are stuck. 285. I remember 75 north at West Paces Ferry. It kind of goes up. There's an mm-hmm, incline there, mm-hmm. and people just was, that, that was it. It was Dead. They were dead stopped right there. No one was going anywhere. Earl's in Smyrna. Earl, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Yeah, I just uh, retired uh, last year at that time, so I had to go pick up my son, at uh, our grandson at daycare to take him home. Mm-hmm. I told my wife at 10 o'clock when I seen the snow, I'm going out to get him now because this is only going to get worse. So where did you and, have to uh, go to and where were you coming from? I uh, I left Smyrna to go over to uh, Marietta. Okay. Uh, at Fair Parkway. Okay. And just because of what happened the year before with all the traffic stuff on 285 on the south end. Yeah. I said, I said I'm going to go pick them up now. And my wife said, but it's barely snowing. Well, by the time I got out my driveway, it was blowing across the road. By the time I got back home, it was, yeah, traffic was just a nightmare. People were fishtailing everywhere. I, I just stayed home. But you, you were able to pick them up and everything was okay, though. Oh, I was able to pick him up, take him to his house, and then get back to my house. But wow. A lot of people I know weren't allowed to leave until one thirty. By then, it's too late. Yeah, you dodged a bullet, though. Good thinking, Earl, getting out there early. I that, See, that's the thing. We're never, that's never going to happen again. People, if you were stuck for 10, 12, 24 hours in your car, you'll never make that mistake again. I, I can't imagine this would ever happen again. Yeah, but see, something like my wife's job, they, they kept him there, because I was calling Good. her. And telling her, hey, you need to leave now because yeah. it's getting worse. And then she got stuck for nine hours. Well, she should have stayed there. That's wow. what they that, should have let her out early. When I got on the air <laughs> that afternoon, I was like, if you're not already out, stay at your office because you are going to regret it if you leave. You, you're, you've got warmth. You've got a bathroom. You've got food, hopefully. Unless you have kids to get home to, don't leave the office. And I think next time people actually will listen to that. Fatback's up next on the Mark Aram Show. What's up, Fatback? What's up, man? Preach, preach. Welks, brother. But, uh, you know, I live uh, down in Butts County, which is about halfway between Atlanta and Macon. Mm-hmm. 
and I work for the large airline here in Atlanta. Okay. And so it takes me about an hour to get from my house to the employee parking lot. I got up to just below 1941 and said, you know what? It took me almost two hours to do that. Yeah. And so I, I turned around in 1941, called my supervisor up and said, uh, I'm not going to make it in. Yeah. And uh, it took me three hours to get home from there. Wow, really? And, uh, yes. So what time I, of the was, what time of the day was this, Fatback? This is uh, lunchtime. Okay, yeah, lunchtime. that makes about sense. Yeah, that makes I sense. went back home on uh, 1941 because 75 South was already a, a parking lot. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to go down 1941. And, you know, it has a lot of stop signs, I mean, red lights and stuff. So that, I mean, that played into it a, a little bit. But traffic moved on 41, 1941, but it was just slow. That You made a smart move, though, because you probably would have gotten stuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How, how long after that were you able to go back to work? Could you go the next day, or is it a couple uh, days later? I went back, uh, I think the next day I went back. Very uh, cool. I'm mistaken. Okay. But, because, uh, I mean, you know, by that time it had pretty much stopped and, you know, as long as you didn't drive like you're a complete idiot, you know. <laughs> well, the problem was, if if you had one idiot in front of you, that was it. Like, someone that spun out in the ice and was blocking three lanes, couldn't get up the hill, everyone behind them suffered. That That's what really, really crushed it. Rick, uh, Rich is in Ackworth. Rich, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, how's it going, man? What up, buddy? Yeah, well, you know, just like everybody. I uh, left around lunchtime, you know, when I started getting uh, really bad, mm -hmm. uh, Total time, you know, it took me about seven and a half, eight hours to get home. From, but, where, uh, from where to where were you going? I was on uh, Windward, and, uh, you know, since I live in Ackworth, I was like, you know, I'm definitely not going to take the interstate. Ooh, did you, would you take 92? I heard that. Yeah. I remember that being really bad, too, though. Yeah, but, well, like you were just saying, it's the idiots in front of you. Every single hill, once you got past Roswell and you're heading towards Woodstock, every single hill is the same group of people getting stuck. <laughs> it, it was, it was, the same morons getting stuck after every hill. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, about seven hours in, I came to an empty parking lot, and I was like, all right, I got really some stress. <laughs> so I started doing some donuts in a company vehicle and had a lot of fun with that. But uh, All right, so, but if this happens again, Rich, are you just going to stay at work, or, what do you, or are you going to try to do nine hours to get home again? Well, now um, I bought a Rubicon Jeep, so, oh, nice. uh, yeah, I'm going to make it home. <laughs> yeah, all right. But I, but I think, like, if you got stuck last year... And and you had to you know sleep in your car, or it took you fourteen hours to get home. I would imagine that if it happens again, people aren't they're going to stay in their office and say, "All right, you know, I'm not going out." And because that's just miserable being in your car for fourteen hours. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, this time around, you know, I, I built a little emergency kit, you know, a little bit of food, water, whatnot, you know. So if that ever does happen, I do have to stay at the office. You know, I'll be covered. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good call, Rich. Thanks, man. Got to get that Jeep Rubicon. You used to have a Rubicon catfish, didn't you? No, just regular Jeep? No, it was just one of those four-door Wranglers. I had a Wrangler, two-door. I don't like the four-door Wranglers. Jeeps and Porsches should not come in four doors. Those are two-door vehicles, in my opinion. Also not the smoothest ride. Yeah. We're coming back. 404-872-0750. The one-year anniversary of Snowmageddon. What were you doing one year ago tonight? I want to hear your tale of woe. Stick around. More to come on The Mark Aram Show. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Why you're listening is your own business. I would never listen. Mark Aram with you on the one-year anniversary of Snow Mageddon. What were you doing one year ago tonight? Mark's in Kennesaw. Mark, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing today? What's up, brother? 
Oh, besides my blood pressure and cholesterol, not much of anything. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So where were you a year ago? Hey, um, right now, actually, a year ago, I was uh, stuck halfway exactly between working Marietta, or excuse me, uh, working in Forest Park and home in Marietta. Ooh, that was tough. here in Georgia. Moved here from Utah, where we measure snow in feet. Correct. And I'm used to jockeying semis through two-lane uh, roads with three and four feet on it. And they're saying, yeah, I like skip of snow, a couple inches of snow. And I'm going, hey, I can do this. Yeah, you can. Uh, a lot of people <clears throat> couldn't, though. <laughs> wrong answer, bud. I spent 21 hours and 38 minutes oh. stuck on the road between Forest Park and Marietta. Now, did you spend some of that time on the side of the road, like sleeping, yeah. or yeah? Yeah, I uh, I ended up where I was stuck. Um, there was nobody getting anywhere at all, and I was uh, right in the middle of the parking lot, bedded down with everybody, and they're all looking at me, going, "Man, you haven't got a coat or anything like that. You're gonna freeze out here." I just started laughing. I said, "I'm sorry, man, but." I'm used to 40 below zero Oof. working in an ice cream freezer and in Utah <laughs> where it's cold. I can manage. Absolutely. Well, but, thanks yeah, for the call, Mark. That's crazy. That's a 24-hour. It's hours. funny how everybody's down to the minute. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's not like you know 22 hours. It's like 22 hours and sure. 38 minutes. Yes. Russ isn't coming. Russ, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. What's up, Russ? Hey. Uh, not much. You know, my anniversary wasn't tonight. It was tomorrow. Tomorrow was it the was day the, for you. It was the day after. It was horrible. But... I was the only car on the road. I mean, there were no snow tracks. I was making the tracks. Really? I was the only one stupid enough to do it. I had this insane girlfriend that uh, had to go to Atlanta, so I had to take her to Atlanta from Gainesville. On the day after Snowmageddon? Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, she had to have money, and I had an income tax check. Yeah. But nothing's open. Yeah, you can't me. cash it? Yes. Yeah, so, well, there's this, this uh, liquor store. One liquor store is open with this Japanese guy, and he charged me 100 bucks. What? Check. Yes. And then when we got on 400, um, oh, the truck's all over the road, and there are hundreds of cars. The, the things oh. we'll do for crazy girlfriends, Russ, that's, uh, that sums it up right there. Yep. <laughs> Spend $100 to cash a check. Drive through Snowmageddon. Crazy. I got to run, brother. Sorry. Uh, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. One-year anniversary of Snowmageddon. Where were you one year ago today? Robert and Riley, hang tight. You'll be next. Lonely Tailgater coming up with a blessed or not blessed as well. Stick around. More to come. This is The Mark Aram Show. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.